So I've owned Apple Watches before, and I've owned Fitbits before, and the biggest kind of pain in the butt for me was that Apple Watches, you kind of needed to charge like once every night, if not every other night. And that just felt like it was That's really brutal. annoying. Yeah, because like a lot of times you're buying that device to track while you're sleeping and then you end up charging it instead. Um, so I, I thought the ring was great because the battery life is just much, much better. And it allows me to wear an analog watch. Hey guys, welcome to Product Explain, a show where we talk about products and the company's history and strategy behind them. I'm your first host, Jeff Lee. And I'm your co-host, Mike Alcazarin. Jeff, are wearables just turning us into real-life Tamagotchis? You know, I wonder if people actually like walk more when Tamagotchis were around. Uh, maybe just kids. I wonder if like the kid fitness industry just went booming. Uh, but today's <laughs> show, we're talking about adult Tamagotchis or Aura Rings, which is basically a fitness wearable ring uh, that you can use just to track your fitness and sleep on your finger. I love that. And just to give our audience some color, we have a Google Docs script here, and we never updated it from our last one. So it actually says Aura Ring, an online used car retailer. So go go check out our, our last episode on Carvana, <laughs> um, you know, if you want to see that, hear about that one. Uh, but good save, Jeff. Um, but I wanted to just, you know, bring that to attention. So uh, as Jeff mentioned, Aura Ring is a wearable ring product uh, meant for your finger. With this ring, you get a whole suite of health monitoring features, um, like daytime heart rate, period prediction for females, which I thought was super interesting, like mm -hmm. all of this, like I obviously don't have this pain point, but really like wild just to see this as, you know, one of their top three or four why buys for why you should, you know, purchase their product, which is yeah. uh, fascinating. And I love that. Um, there's also a sleep monitoring and algorithm along with some SPO2 sensing that comes within this. I have not seen one of these in person, I've seen them a bunch on Zoom and on you know different video chats because my coworkers have them. But you know, just looking through their website, it has like really sleek looking, really densely packed <laughs> electronics inside of this nice little ring. Um, yeah, you know, the hardware that it comes with because you, when you buy the device, you buy the physical ring. It also comes with a companion app that gives you a whole set of dashboards that you can look into this activity and fitness tracking in addition to all of the sensing that that's coming through as i mentioned you know anecdotally i've seen some of my coworkers using this but i actually have yet to, to see this in person but jeff do you have one or have you seen this before yeah i actually purchased one and i think that's why i kind of got interested in um diving deeper into the show and kind of the, the why buy for me was around sleep tracking as well as battery longevity so i've owned apple watches before and i've owned fitbits before and the biggest kind of pain in the butt for me was that apple watches you kind of needed to charge like once every night if not every other night and that just felt like it was That's really brutal. annoying yeah because like a lot of times you're buying that device to track while you're sleeping and then you end up charging it instead um, so I, I thought the ring was great because the battery life is just much, much better. And it allows me to wear an analog watch, which is something I also like to do. I didn't want to oh, wear like two, two goofy, like one, you know, Fitbit yeah. and then a regular watch or like an <laughs> Apple watch and a regular watch, which is something I felt like I was compromising by making that choice. Interesting. Yeah, I, I actually, my dad gave me like a really nice watch for my graduation from grad school. And mm -hmm. I really get to wear it because I, you know, wear my Fitbit because I love to have like the sleep tracking and all of that. And it's actually broken. So I actually don't have, <laughs> I haven't uh, worn yeah. it for the past like, you know, two months. But I never thought about that use case of like, hey, like you don't need to wear 
watch all the time you can now you know go back to like like you said like an analog watch so that's kind of fascinating do, do you like it like what, what are your thoughts i've had it for a month maybe two months so far i love it i think that you know once you kind of get over the fact that it's like another ring and, and you get used to wearing another piece of jewelry constantly then it becomes like you start to forget about it whereas like i never really got used to let's say like an apple watch because I'd have to take it off uh, and then put it back on. And you kind of go through that adjustment period again. But it's just like rings are super easy. You put them on. It's part of your accessorizing. It's just like kind of easy to to not worry about or think about. And then if you need any data, you just pop open your app. So I thought that Mm -hmm. that was really great. If you're especially not looking for display on the watch or um, some sort of device itself, like it's a great alternative. And yeah, it's just like less to deal with. So, so far, I've just like really, really, really enjoyed having an aura ring. Interesting. Have you been able to make any like changes or with the sleep monitoring? Yeah. So I had always thought that I'd fallen asleep pretty well. And aura rings like biggest pitches is sleep. Uh, But I didn't realize this until I checked the app uh, that I didn't really get great deep sleep and my sleep quality wasn't that amazing. Um, Hmm. So it's like, you know, you kind of always get this like anecdotal evidence right you're like oh i think i went to bed kind of early last night and i think i got enough sleep or some days you feel really cruddy and you're not really sure why but what's awesome about the aura ring is it kind of like adds a little bit of data to validate how you feel so you might be like oh i don't really feel great and i gotta work out today did i get enough sleep well i don't know but i feel like you know maybe i should just work out anyways maybe i'm being a baby or something like that but aura ring will actually tell you they have like a readiness score um and it'll say something like oh because you haven't gotten great sleep in the past few days or because you're you haven't met your fitness levels or whatever that is or like your temperature is fluctuating uh, we think your readiness score is this much so like take it easy today um, and it kind of optimizes around recovery and it's it's based on trends not like single data points um, so I thought that that's really cool too like I, I know for example your sleep score is I believe like built over multiple days it's not just like last night's sleep score so there's like people that uh, I think they call it like body hacking or uh, people will start to like optimize and try to get like 99s and 100s on their sleep scores on Aura Ring. And there's like a YouTube channel or a couple of YouTube channels around it. But um, people have found that it's actually really helped them just by like adopting some of these suggestions. And again, like the data is probably not hyper accurate compared to like, let's say going into a lab, but you can't like hook yourself up to a lab machine every day. Uh, right. Whereas like having a device like this, that like, gets you like 95% of the way there and it's like trend based and you'll adopt some changes. I think that that probably will help like most people. Yeah, I really love that. At first, like going into this episode, I was like, I would never <laughs> consider this. But now like you mentioned all these things, I'm, I'm starting to understand like the, <laughs> the value here. I, I think some of like my hesitations that I had here are what you mentioned actually is charging and battery life. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it does seem to be fairly decent listed on the website with you know, four to seven days between charges and then a full charge from anywhere from 20 to 80 minutes. You know, personally, I'm curious on how, and this is just like a meta trend with all electronics, is the repairability of these. And like, you know, I I imagine that it's going to be impossible to repair this device just knowing how miniaturized and small and how much I'm assuming they've packed with the sensors that they have inside and the battery to actually replace the battery. Because I imagine that's going to be the first thing that goes. So I'm curious on like, what the, you know, how many months this thing will last or how many years this thing will last. But my guess is like, you're gonna have to throw this whole thing out, which is interesting because of like legislation and regulations that are coming out, you know, New York state just launched a right to repair act. So 
I don't know if Aura will be able to sell in, in New York State, but I'm, mm. I'm just just speculating here. It's just like a, a headwind that consumer electronics are seeing overall in, in today's day and, world, day and life. But question for you, Jeff, is like, what about the comfort? Because it's the other like, you know, outside of battery life, which seems like fine, four to seven days is, co- is cool. But does it is it is it bulky? Like, well, how does it feel? Like, is it comfortable? I would say it's pretty comfortable. Like what happens when you get a ring is you get sent a ring sizer, which are basically like plastic versions of all the sizes. They tell you to kind of wear it on a couple different fingers and try them out for 24 hours. They prioritize the index finger because the index finger gives you the best tracking. And then if you move to the right towards, well, I guess I'm looking at my right hand. If you move out towards your ring finger, uh, middle finger and ring finger are like second and third best for tracking things like temperature, heart rate, etc. So they kind of tell you to like try, you know, the plastic ring sizers on the finger that you're interested in potentially having. So found a size that was right for me. Overall, I think it's pretty comfortable. The reason why it's got a decent fit is it's smooth in the inside. It's like smooth board, but then there's like three, I guess, like bumps, which are uh, sensors. And that's what mm-hmm. really helps keep the the ring kind of snug on you. It's kind of similar. If you've ever seen, uh, sometimes when you buy like uh, wedding rings or whatever, there are, I forgot what they're called, like ring resizers, but they're basically like plastic pieces that you can fit on your ring. And it, and it just kind of helps keep the ring snug on one side. That's kind of similar to what it acts as. Um, so yeah, I think overall it's like, it's kind of like wearing a comfort fit ring. If you have, if you've ever yep. put on like a comfort fit ring, it's like domed on the inside, but with aura, it's specifically domed on one side of it. Um, going back to your earlier comment about like, is this thing repairable? Probably not. It's like pretty enclosed within yeah. itself. It's not like componentized. However, I'm pretty sure that when they upgraded from uh, gen two to gen three, I think they offered people uh, to like trade it in or they just gave them a free upgrade. So I think that that's probably going to be the model for them is that they're going to do uh, like sell the device maybe at cost, but then like now they're moving to the subscription model and then making more money off the subscription model. But I, I, I'm going to say that I think that you're going to be able to use this for quite some time, like probably a couple years, which is pretty much on par with most other wearable devices. Like mm-hmm. I don't think that most people wear one wearable for like more than two or three years. It seems like at that point, like the tech's kind of really out of date and, uh, they they might consider not supporting it at that point. So I'd, I'd, I'd pair it on par with like an Apple Watch or like a Fitbit um, in terms of like longevity. Yeah, no, I um that that makes sense. I think most of my Fitbits I've had have lasted like two and a half years or so. This last one lasted a year and a half, but mm-hmm. I actually cracked it. <laughs> so that, that's, <laughs> that's my fault. But I'm also, I don't have one right now. I'm going like naked <laughs> for my for my wearables. And yeah. I don't have my sleep tracking that Fitbit had, but just because I knew that they're coming out with like the latest Fitbit or is or actually Pixel Watch, Google Pixel Watch is coming out in September. So or fingers crossed it's coming out in September. They teased it, I think a month ago at Google IO. Yeah. Um, one other question on comfort before we go on to the business model is it looks like it's like got a flat edge. It's not like, is it perfectly round or it does it, does it have that edge? And is that edge like noticeable? Um, so the inside of the ring is uh, completely circle, like it's it's like smooth. That flat edge that you're talking about is more of like a feature on the outside. Um, mm. And it's kind of meant for you to remember which way to position the ring. So you usually want the flat edge uh, towards the top of the hands because the, the bumps are on the opposite side. So it's more mm. about like remembering the temperature. I, I don't know which sensors these are. I think these are actually heart rate sensors, but the sensors are supposed to go onto the inside of the palm. So it's more about like remembering what side your ring, ring fits on. And, like, and again, like because... When they give you guidance on fitting your ring, they say, like, make sure that if you try to rotate it, it, your skin moves along with it. So there's enough snugness. And then uh, obviously your fingers will, like, 
uh, contract and expand with like heat. Usually they're they're a little bit tighter. Rings are a little bit tighter in the morning, they say. Uh, so they kind of give you that guidance as well. So yeah, you just have to find a size that kind of works for you. There's no half sizes either, which I think is kind of really interesting. I remember with my comfort fit, I had to get really, really down to like the quarter, uh, whatever the quarter ring size um, to get a really good fit. But with Aura Ring, I was able to like get us like go one size up and it was totally fine. Like I, I haven't had any issues with like it falling out or, or not being comfortable or anything. Yeah, so far, so far, so good. I will say it's a little bit thicker than I would like most rings to be. My wedding band is pretty like low profile. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it's not like super terrible. And th- it comes in a couple different finishes. Like I, I got the silver one, but they have like black, they have matte black, rose gold, um, and, and a couple different other other rings. So I'd imagine over time as the technology gets even better, like they'll come out with even smaller rings and uh, maybe they'll have options for other finishes as well. Yeah, totally. If they had this like, you know, if it looked like a wedding ring with all the tech in it, that'd be like, you know, kind of like a no brainer (laughs) for me, you know, like I'm like, yeah, wear this. Um, I know some people that do wear it as wedding rings. So they'll like replace their wedding ring with it. Yeah. And just wear it as a wedding ring instead. Interesting. That's so techy and I love it. (laughs) <laughs> i assume it's waterproof but do you wear it in the shower or do you yep. do not yeah i wear it in the shower going back to your like full charge question of 20 to 80 minutes i think the hack for me is i'll take it off before i go in the shower not because it can't uh, go in the shower but i'll charge it charge uh, while i go yep. and do like a 10 or 15 minute shower and then i don't really have to worry about charging it and it lasts like it can charge um pretty fast I-, I would say it charges pretty fast like you know, for, for 20 minutes of time, you basically get like a couple days of charge <laughs> really quickly. So um, it picks back up pretty, pretty fast. That's awesome. I love that. I love all your hacking from, uh, from shower hacking to uh, yeah. sleep hacking. Cool. We could talk about the business model. So we haven't done a hardware product in a while, but you kind of alluded to it, Jeff, earlier. So one of these rings costs about $300 or actually triple that if you want to get a Gucci and Aura ring. I just find that hilarious uh, that Gucci and Aura partnered, but, and it also costs $950 for the first level of Gucci ring. And I'm sure it goes up from there because you can shop the collaboration, but literally the only difference just appears to be the outside of the 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 body. Yeah. Yeah. It says has like the Gucci G on it. So that's just crazy to me. But anyways, I I digress. (laughs) Um, but I am, I would love to do like the mechanical engineer in me would love to do a product teardown of this thing. And I'd love to just take it all apart and go piece by piece to just calculate what the bomb is or the bill of materials, basically like how much does each individual part cost and kind of figure out like how much margin they have on there. Cause it, for $300, like it feels like they're making some margin on it. I would guess maybe like 10 to 15% that they, that of buffer there, but what they have they, to make up for that aura charges a six dollar per month um subscription fee with the ring you get the first six months free to try all the features and i'm assuming to get you hooked on it before they start charging <laughs> you which is smart in my opinion but yeah like i'm curious jeff like what's your take just like th- with the look in the feel because I, I feel like you know that's you know you you can kind of get a you know glean a lot from how it feels and if like the build quality but do you think there's a lot of margin in there at the, at the 300 dollars price point it's a good question. I think there's some margin. I think they certainly make some some money out of it. I, so here's the thing. I don't think the outside finish is like amazing for in terms of like jewelry quality. Um, but mm. I think it's meant to be durable. Like I think it's actually like a plastic coating and not actual metal. Um, but I could be wrong on that. And at first I was kind of worried about scuffing it. But eventually I was like, you know what? Just like my, my wedding ring is already kind of scuffed. And it just shows that I wear it all the time. But 
it's held up pretty well. Um, I wouldn't say if you look, look, look really, really closely, you'll see some like micro scratches, but I'm not too worried about it anymore. I think the black, uh, I think there's a, like a matte black color that stands up to wear and tear a, a little bit better. That one's like slightly more expensive, but you know, if you think you're going to keep the ring for longer, then, then that's great. Um, I already have like a silver, uh, basically like a white gold wedding ring. So I wanted to kind of pair match those to kind of be uh, the same color, but the the ring's way shinier than my wedding ring now because I, I've been wearing my <laughs> wedding ring for so long. I just out of curiosity, what's your what wedding wedding ring material? Because mine's very similar, where it's already matte. I think it's just uh, white gold. Got it. Like, okay. It's just like it's just like gold on the inside, and then it's plated with pal- palladium. I think, um, which always comes off over some time, like as you wear yeah. it. Uh, and then yeah, if you don't replate it, then it just kind of looks like a, a duller uh, silver. But you know. At this point, like, I don't worry too much about it, right? Like, I used to go get it plated all the time and worry a lot about it. But, you know, it's a wedding ring. It's meant to be symbolic. But, yeah, like, totally. I think going back to, like, the margins, I think they probably make some money on it. And actually, up until their second generation aura ring, they didn't charge anything for subscription. Like, they, they gave away the app and the service and the data for free. So I know that when they moved to Gen 3, there was, like, a lot of uh i guess like protesting about aura ring asking for people to pay like whatever six bucks a month to to get this data i think that if you were a gen 2 ring owner going into gen 3 you got grandfathered in so you didn't have to pay that um forever and i'm still within the first six month period to trial the feature so i haven't paid a monthly subscription yet but i think like net net i will very happily pay six bucks a month to like use the aura ring and continue to use it until until i decide on a different device uh i, I know it's not fun to say but you know, overall, it's not uh, not that much different than like getting an Apple Watch and paying for like a cell plan uh, to use like the the messenger feature or something like that. So that idea just feels so painful to me as an Android <laughs> user. <laughs> but that's that's my that's, that's a micism. But cool, man. Well, that's uh, the business model nutshell. Is you pay three hundred bucks for the ring and then six bucks a month to keep the lights on. Yeah, let's talk about the history of the product. So um, I'm going to butcher a lot of these names. So in 2013, it was founded by Pateri Latela, Kerry Kavela, and Marku Koskela. And it was first introduced via Kickstarter in 2017, and it actually launched at a Slush Tech Conference in 2017 as well. Their oh. first CEO actually wasn't a found one of the founders, the original founders, which I think is really interesting. Like that that's usually really rare, yeah. right? Like usually it's like one of the first founders from the technical aspect will like try to take on the mantle of a CEO. But actually, the first CEO in 2018, which is a year after launch, was um, Harpeet Singh Rai. And that person was CEO until 2021 when they were replaced by Michael Chap. And then later, like Tom Hale in 2022. So I think Chap was a, an interim CEO. Um, Aura had won the uh, Best Consumer Wellness Company Award in 2020, as well as um, Best 100 Inventions of 2020. Um, so they won a Talk couple about- really cool awards in that, in that year during COVID. Yeah, totally. I was going to say, talk about a interesting award to win in 2020 at the height of the pandemic you know it's yeah. the best consumer wellness company and it's a ring but that all that aside it's just timing <laughs> yeah that's actually like a good point because i bet in 2020 there's like a lot of wellness companies that were doing really well like calm and better help and stuff like that and headspace you know during during the pandemic so and um in may of 2022 as mike alluded to they announced a partnership with gucci for kind of like this gold laced ring when i actually ordered my ring a couple months ago um that ring wasn't available not that i would have gotten it maybe yeah. if it was not i wasn't looking for a black ring but maybe if uh, maybe if they had like different color options i'd consider um, you want that gucci you want that gucci g yeah gold? exactly exactly it's a status so symbol. people so people know that you're a baller 
Yeah. So people know that I care about my sleep, Mike. Um, <laughs> there's actually been some celebrity endorsements from Aura Ring, which I think is also really cool. So Jennifer Aniston, Prince Harry, and Kim Kardashian have all kind of mentioned uh, or worn Aura Rings and given some testimony. I think Kim Kardashian was also talking about or bragging about her sleep score and how good it was uh, and, you know, utilizing Aura Ring to to capture that data. Interesting. I I don't know. I feel like getting endorsed by Kim Kardashian is I don't know. I don't know if it, is that is it divisive? Is it or is it a good thing? I, I think like net net is probably a good thing for the business. It's such a big brand recognition. I'm just thinking about like some of the things that have come out recently and like the drama with like Kanye and I think but she that's just, mostly like, Kanye drama, right? I think like most people are like, oh, Kim feels like the more reasonable one here i don't know my you can ask my wife she's like more into it than i am but um but yeah i think it's mostly like kanye drama and overreaction versus like kim drama and overreaction but again i'm outside looking in speculating yeah that, that's exactly where i'm coming from too so you and i are just like the blind leading the blind here <laughs> but cool well I, I think one of the questions that i have is like a i had no idea there was a conference called slush tech that's like fascinating and then but b is just like the the ceo journeys i think is really wild you know it's like i'm really curious to see how they were financed as a company like if they got Mm -hmm. financing from you know a private equity firm or is it traditional venture capital but i mean to have like a non-founder ceo like super young shows you that whoever invested probably didn't have a lot of faith in the three co-founders and or maybe the three co-founders just made it super clear that they hey like for us to scale like we got to hire someone else so i would love to kind of you know put the documentary lens and just figure that out. Speculating, I have no idea what that is, but super interesting point there. Yeah, I'm just pulling up just a quick search here, but I guess they had around a million rings sold in April of 2022, and the company was valued at $2.5, $2.6 billion. So um, doing pretty well there. Like TechCrunch, There's a TechCrunch article here that says they raised $100 million, uh, a year before that in 2021 in a Series C. So yeah, there, mm. there's definitely people... Um, kind of investing in this space. And we'll talk about competitors later, but I think the main issue for me is that I haven't found any other uh, specifically ring wearable devices that can compete with Aura. So I think being a first mover is definitely helping them in this particular instance. Yeah, totally. And we just really quick, we could talk about, you know, who Aura rings for. And I, I wanted to just up level this into, you know, for the listeners of like the global medical wearable device market. So I think it's unsurprising that they're worth, you know, over $2 billion, just because if you look at, you know, the amount of consumer spend worldwide in global medical devices and wearable devices, it's over $21.3 billion in 2021. And it's growing like bonkers with a compound annual growth rate or CAGR of 28.1% that analysts project that CAGR to sustain itself for the next eight years. I think growing to like 80 or 90 billion over the next three or four years, which is crazy. So, but one thing I will, will note about this is that, you know, in the medical wearable devices, it's goes beyond just improving sleep and folks that want to, you know, get a sleep score or, you know, readiness score or track fitness. There's a whole set of folks that have medical conditions that require wearable, for example, someone with hypertension or diabetes monitoring. And if you take a look at that $21.5 billion that's spent every year, it's it's about a 50-50 split between those two segments, therapeutic versus their diagnostic. So even if you cut that in half at, you know, $11 billion, it's still a, a huge, you know, revenue share that Aura Ring can can play into. But I, I'm curious, like, 
it just got my like creative juices going and we probably we could probably table this because I think it'll be way too long. But, you know, would they ever consider like a medical grade device? And my gut is probably no, just because of the amount of like, you know, FDA approval that would have to go through right. and how much it would slow it down. But maybe if they can sustain themselves over the next like three or four or five years, maybe it could be worthwhile to go after the other half, of the <laughs> the market segment to, you know, expand their market, even if it is like, you know, much slower and fewer products, but I think it leaves a lot of upside on the table for Aura. Yeah. And I think that they had, Aura Ring had scored very well in like accuracy, like sleep accuracy. Uh, I want to say to the tune of like 95 or 96% accurate compared to like what you're calling like diagnostic or approved like medical devices. So I think like getting that level of accuracy down to like a $300, you know, wearable tech that you can just take home is pretty incredible like you, you know totally you're gonna you'll be splitting hair so that last like four <laughs> percent of you know did you get like 3.1 hours of sleep or 3.15 hours of sleep or whatever totally cool let's uh jump into competitors i think we've obviously mentioned some of the big ones and you know apple watch and fitbit are kind of dominant in the wearable tech industry and most people think about watches but if you're somebody that's not re- really looking for a display there's a couple other options that you have whoop is one that a lot of people have been talking about it's more of kind of like a just like a wrist strap i guess um that has some devices in it but doesn't have a display i I don't know how i would describe it but it's kind of like a canvas like material and some people really like that and i think that that tracking might be even better than aura ring it's a lot more uh, i guess like device real estate to be able to pack in more sensors and stuff in there i'm looking here again at uh, all the different ring options. So obviously Aura Ring's on there. There's a ring called Movano Ring, which is uh, set to launch in H2 of this year. Um, there's a circular smart ring. A lot of these are earlier stages though. Um, so it's kind of hard to say like if they're going to get the same data accuracy, but I'm not surprised that other people are trying to get into the ring wearable device industry. I mean, when Fitbit first started it, everyone wanted to jump on, right? So it's going to be <laughs> yep. uh, something that is, you know, or is not going to be the only ring moving forward for sure. But I think they're they're definitely the first. Um, so there's definitely other options. But so far, people have just been kind of like raving about Aura's accuracy and the design style is like pretty simple, pretty clean, nothing too drastic or um, like divisive where people are like, I definitely don't want to like wear this ring or anything like that. Um, well, now but, they have the Gucci ring, man. So maybe that's just, yeah, <laughs> you know, like I just think that they have a pretty good moat right now. Like, I, again, I think there will be somebody down down the road that makes a more affordable ring or optimizes something else. I think I was just looking at a ring right now that mentioned that they offer like NFC payments, which is really cool. Like you can use a ring to like tap on a device and pay instead of your phone. Uh, huh. But, you know, optimizes for different things, I suppose. Yeah, maybe someday in the future it'll be obsolete because you'll just get injected with like an aura ring Chips. monitoring device. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Super futuristic. Cool. We can talk about our thoughts. I, I can. I'm more than happy to start. I I'm probably gonna rate this pretty low. I think you know normally I'm much higher than you, Jeff, but I'm gonna call it a 3.6. And I think like for me it's just like the industrial design. Like I can't get over the you know the fact that it just like the people that I've seen with it on, it's just like, I can, I know it's like the first thing that I notice, and I'm just, and granted, I haven't seen it in person, but it's also, I also don't like to have maybe things on my, like I barely wear my, <laughs> my wedding ring, which is, you know, a problem. Like I, like right now I'm wearing like my rubber silicone one. Cause it's just like super comfortable. It's like literally just wearing like nothing. Um, it's like the perfect ring. So, and I almost feel like my wedding band is like, you know, 
super like, and this is probably just me like rating it poorly because I, I hate wearing rings is probably the TLDR here, but that's like my biggest hesitation with it. I love what they're doing. I think the tech's really cool. It's just amazing to see. I like, I'd love to be like on that and see their engineering team to see everything they're packing into the device. But yeah, for me, it's just like, I can't get over that like ring barrier, but like I'm almost sold. Like if it like was smaller and more streamlined, I would definitely you know, raise it up higher in my consideration list because, you know, I think you sold me in the beginning, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I would say give it a shot because I know you're a data person and O-Ring provides like a whole treasure trove of data for you to dig into. Like oftentimes people say O-Ring gives you too much data. So it might be might be interesting to just like check out for 30 days or something like that. I'm not sponsored by O-Ring or anything. I wish I was, <laughs> but I, I was kind of in the same boat. Like I'm just interested in trying this. Um, cool. So I'll give my review. I think that like, I'm going to give this a pretty decent review of like a 4.4, which I think is pretty high for me, mainly because like it solved a really deep pain point for me, which is like, I want tracking that's relatively accurate. I want to make sure that I'm getting good sleep. Uh, I want to make sure that I can like have like temperature all checked out and heart rate checked out. Um, and just making sure that there's no, uh, anything wrong with me. I, I love that they think about like real use cases. For example, Mike had mentioned like period prediction for females. Um, temperature is really helpful too. They like tell you if you're sick. I, there's been a bunch of people that post on the Oura Ring subreddit that's like, hey, my temperature spiked. Does anyone know why? And people are like, you're about to get COVID. And it was true. Uh, wow. So that was pretty crazy. Like they knew before like a PCR test would know or, you know, they just assume, but um, they found out that they're going to come down with something and Oura Ring can kind of detect that, which I think is pretty incredible. I personally really love that uh, I don't have to charge this thing like every day like that was such a pain for me being like an apple watch wearer um my apple watch is like literally gathering dust like you know six inches away from me right now on this table uh (laughs) and mostly because i was annoyed of like charging it and keeping it up to date and then feeling like uh you know i bought this thing because i thought i could send messages on it but the screen real estate's too small small anyway so I i don't use it anyways and then just like lastly being able to uh, kind of minimize the the footprint on my body like it, because it's a small accessory I don't have to worry about like does this match with uh, what I'm wearing and I can just like pick other watches that I already have and like and and accessorize with that stuff instead so all in all I think that it's like really just solved a lot of pain points for me I think the main thing that I might think about in the future is like will it be annoying to continue paying a subscription fee uh, is this yeah. ring too bulky for me right now it's not like it's comfortable and I, I honestly forget that I have it on but people uh, ask me about it, but that's also maybe a good thing. Like if you like to have like a conversation starter, uh, people have definitely asked me like, Hey, how do you like it? Can I check out your, uh, your, um, or ring wellness scores and stuff like that. And, um, people will definitely talk your ear off about it. So 4.4 for me. Totally. Awesome. Well, those are our thoughts on Aura Ring, and we'd love to hear from you, our audience. So feel free to reach out to us. We love engaging with our audience. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at products podcast. That's P-R-O-D. EX podcast. Yeah, and if you like the show, be sure to like us and subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Good Pods, etc. And let us know what products we should review next. See you next episode.